Praise the Lord, this is Sister Pamela Williams, and we realize many of you would like to attend Sunday school, but because of the pandemic, you may not be able to. So with the help of the Lord and technology, now you can click on the link below and listen to our live lessons that were previously recorded at Healing Hearts Christian Ministries. Please keep us in your prayers and we'll be praying for you. May God bless you and keep you and increase your faith. In Jesus' name is my prayer. Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning, dear Lord. We thank you for your grace and your mercies to bring us to this school this morning, Lord. It's only by your grace and your mercies that we are able to come and just to take heed in the righteous things that are of you. Father God, we pray that you are blessed the teacher this morning and that you will lead her in the Holy Spirit and you will lead each individual that is on this line by your spirit. Lord, we know that it's only by you and by you only that we even exist, that we even have breath of life this morning to join each other. And we know where two or more are gathered in your name, you are there in the midst. We thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for grace and everlasting love and mercies. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you very much. God bless you. Amen. We're going to go over to uh, Luke chapter 1 and uh, start reading in verse 11, Luke 1 and 11. And today our topic is we're um, talking about the devices of the enemy because the enemy has from the very beginning used certain devices to entice us to alter or stop or interfere with our destiny and the destiny of our seed or our children. And so uh, it, it is just an awareness and awakening that God is calling us to be, have, have more of an understanding of these things so that, that we're not falling into the same trap that our forefathers have fallen into all the way back to Adam. And so once again, we're, we're reading Luke chapter 11 down to verse 15. And it says, And there appeared unto him, this is Zechariah, the priest, an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zechariah saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto Zacharias, Do not be afraid, for your prayer is heard, and your wife Elizabeth shall bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. And you, and you shall have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. And so the, the Lord God sent the angel to Zechariah, the father of John the Baptist, to not only pronounce blessings, but to let him know your prayer has heard and also to give him the name that he was to name this child. And he said in verse 15, and he's talking about the child, shall be great in the sight of the Lord and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink, and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost even from his mother's womb. The main reason that John the Baptist was born was to baptize Jesus Christ. That was his main purpose. Now, John the Baptist baptized 
thousands of people. The Bible says they all came to him and they heard him. They knew he was something different about him. But God had anointed him for a specific purpose. And the angel in verse 15, because we as a people, we are so far from the truth of God's word that we are mixing and mingling in things that we ought not to, and we're doing it in ignorance. And so verse 15, back to verse 15, I'm going to read this again. It says, And he shall be great in the sight of the Lord and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. And so this angel here is warning John John the Baptist's dad, Zacharias, don't let him tamper with any wine or alcohol because the alcohol will distort him. The alcohol will interfere with the plan that God has for this man's life. And we, because all of us have been out in the world, the Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And I thank God for forgiving me of my sins. I thank God for forgiving me and giving me this new day today. But God is saying that even though you may not have taught, we are adults now. We didn't know better not to mess with the alcohol. We didn't know not to tamper with certain things in the world, the drugs, the, the liquor, the, the, all of those things in the world, uh, pornography. Some were lusting after men and women. Some were thieves. All of these things that God has given us his word to warn us, but we are to protect our children and not allow them to be tricked by these devices. Mm. And so... God wants us to put away the alcohol. Put it up. Don't let your children and your grandchildren see you doing these different things because we don't know the plan and purpose that God has for our seed. We don't know the great things that he wants or has already preordained for them to come to this earth to do. John has such an important task to do, and the angel once again warned his dad, don't give him drinks. Keep him from those things because that device the enemy will use to try to alter or change his destiny. And so we are, even the cell phone, we are giving our children these devices, the cell phone by itself, and the cell phone is used. I'm talking on the cell phone. So it's a wonderful device for communication. It's a wonderful device if you're lost and you're trying to find your address or whatever. But the enemy, if we're not careful, we give them too much freedom. You can't just give your child the device and let them go. The Bible says a child left to himself will bring his mother to shame. We have to monitor. We have to supervise our children with the, even these little devices because they can type one word or misspell one letter and this little device, if it's connected to the Internet, can lead them to a wrong website. That's not just our children. That's us too. And guess what? The enemy can use that and put that image in your mind, and now you're fighting your sleep. You're fighting throughout the day. You're wrestling with an image that you saw had you not, you know, veered off. If you hadn't had that device and used it, well, you had the device, but the enemy took what could be used for something good, and he tried to make something evil out of it to destroy us. That's the point. Any questions? Do I have any questions? Amen. So once again, 
John the Baptist. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I'm so sorry. What, um, where are you reading from this morning? Luke chapter 1, verse, I uh, started reading verse 11 down to 15. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. So we're talking about this specific verse, verse 15, the angel warned the parents, do not let him be introduced to wine and alcohol. And we know the Jews, that, that is their tradition. They, they, they drink wine very casually. And they have it for in the morning and, you know, different times that they have it at supper and they give it to their children as well. But what we don't understand is Satan is using the wine because we don't use discretion. And it, what it does is it interferes with good judgment. That's why we have the saying, don't drink and drive, you know, because what the alcohol does to the body and to the mind, it, is so, it gets you so off track that you're just not yourself. And so I want to go over to, um, so that was the angel talking to Zacharias about John, his particular purpose. And I hope you all are feeling what I'm saying. Even if our parents missed it with us, you must not miss it with your children. And even if you missed it with your grown child, if you have a grandchild, then you protect them children. And there are children who are not in our homes, but we see what our adult children are, are have our children exposed to, we have to pray against those things. We have to pray against the spirit of the enemy, once again, using certain devices to try to contaminate our children, our seed, when God has great purpose for our seed, especially as we now have committed to God and have turned our lives around. No, we're not perfect, but we're striving for perfection. No, we need to improve and of course, we need to improve in certain areas, but God knows our heart that we have given ourselves to the Lord, and we want our families to be saved as well, and we don't want the enemy. If he can't use us, you know he's going to target our children. If he can't use them, he's going to target the grandchildren. He's always after your seed. And so I want to go over to Judges chapter 13, starting with verse 2. Here's an angel, the same thing, so that we'll see. The Lord, he put in my spirit, we don't understand that the names that we give our children, these names that we give our children, they don't even come from us. These names, if you're chosen and called by God, God will, he will give you the name to name your child while you're carrying the mothers. Some men participate. My son, who's no longer here, he named his son's Bible names. When I heard it, I was like, whoa, I knew the Lord inspired him to give my grandchildren these Bible names. Benjamin, Jeremiah, Benjamin, Noah, Jeremiah, Malachi, that's the, the two, the boys' names. And I was like, wow, God gave my son those names to name his sons, but we are to train them and raise them in the ways of the, of the Lord. And if you give them a device, you should put, you should put, um, restraints and restrictions on these devices so that they can't wander off into the wrong website. So let's go to um, chapter 13. We have to really be careful. Even when you sit your child in front of the TV, you should be monitoring and, and check on them to see what they're watching. You should go into your child's room and see if everything is okay in the room, not just to check to see if they clean or make, made up their bed. 
we have been given a charge by God to make to to protect our children and to be guardians and guards over them. And it's not the way the world says to do it. It's God's way, the way he taught us to do it. Judges 13 and starting with verse 2. So this is, a, this is um, the angel before Samson was born, and we all know about Samson and the great strength that he had. But this is the beginning before the conception how God gave the parents instructions by his angel on how this child should be reared and even they prayed. Because if you don't know what to do, then it is difficult to pray. So I have been praying, Lord, teach me how. Show me what to do regarding Samuel. Now he's almost 17. Lord, give me the wisdom on how, what he should do, what he shouldn't do. Lord, I need to know this is your child. And I, I, Samuel is not the first child, but because I understand how important it is to stay in line with God's word concerning the teaching of my children, because what I teach him, it passes on to his seed. Let's go on. So verse 2, Judges chapter 13, verse 2. And I'm sorry, I, this was in my spirit. Please don't feel bad. If you did get it with your oldest child, if God give you grandchildren, then you still, you can make a difference with planting godly positive seeds into your grandchildren. If you don't have grandchildren, God will place some child in your pathway that you can pray, you can be a role model to, and you can teach them the right things. But we have to have wisdom even on how to approach the children so that they can receive us, and that's where we go to God. I can't think because I, my oldest daughter is 37 years old. I know how to parent. I still need the Lord to teach me, especially in these days and times, because times have changed, but God's word hasn't changed, and that's why we have Jesus, what, the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. I'm so serious about the, 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 the examples that we are to be to our children, and I'm, I'm, let me get to this. I'm going to stay on, this, on the script, and I'll, I maybe if the Lord allow me, I'll share something else that God gave to me when my children and my grandchildren come to my house. Chapter 13, verse 2, it says, And there was a certain man of Zorah of the family of the Danites, whose name was Manoah, and his wife was barren and bare not. That means she, for a while she couldn't have children. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto the woman and said unto her, Behold now, you are barren and bears not, but you are going to conceive and bear a son. So the angel comes to her with some news, and no doubt this was great news, because back in the day when a woman wasn't able to bring forth a child, they looked down on her. So an angel was coming to the woman and telling her, you're going to have a child. And not only did he say you're going to conceive, but he told her that you were going to have a man child. And so look, look at what he says in verse 4. Now, therefore, beware. This is a warning. I pray you, and you don't drink wine or strong drink, and you don't eat what? Anything unclean. This is the angel instructions to the mother who's about to bring forth Samson because God had a powerful purpose for Samson, and he did not want the devices of this world to interfere 
even when he was developing in her womb. Any questions? Amen. Does someone want to read verse 5? For behold, you shall conceive and bear a son, and no razor shall come upon his head. For the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb, and he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. So the angel says, you're going to conceive, you're going to have a son, and do not cut his hair, for the child shall be a Nazarite. There is a Nazarite vow. So the mother, listen to this, the parents, the mother and father didn't decide to cut the hair. They got instructions from the Lord, no doubt. This is my thinking. It doesn't say it, but because she had not had any children, my thought is that she prayed to God and asked God, just like Hannah. We may we have time to go over there. Hannah prayed to the Lord. The other wife was bringing forth children. The other wife was making fun of her because she hadn't. And Hannah was like, if you give me a child, I'm going to give him back to you. And we recently had um, Brother Tamar. He came and, and Pastor blessed his, his little, little girl. And we don't really understand how powerful and the significance when we not only bless the child, you're saying, Lord, this is your child. I'm giving her back to you. We are to give our children back to the Lord, and in giving them back to the Lord, we should be faithful in raising and training our children in the ways of the Lord, not like the world, but the way right. God has said. So God told this woman, God sent his angel to tell the woman that no, while you carrying him, I want you to stay clean. I don't want you to put any alcohol in you. I don't want you to eat anything. They had animals that were clean and animals that were considered unclean. Don't you defile your body with those things because I have a purpose for the seed that you are carrying. It's God's purpose. And guess what? We have a purpose. Mm-hmm. Everyone that's on this line, you have a purpose. And yeah. don't you know that the enemy has tried all of your life to destroy you. abort, if I can use that word, to stop or interfere with your destiny? That's his job. That's what he did in the beginning with Adam. He interfered. God said, Adam, I've given you a wife. I've given you the animals. Just name them and take care of the garden. That's all God told him to do. But the enemy came to try to stop Adam. And it's like this is time for us to wake up and realize we need God for everything in our lives. And no, you didn't miss it because you're still here. You're on the line now. He woke you up. He gave you the breath. And so we are if the enemy has tricked us into these with certain devices, I'm talking about us now, the adults, then we need to pray and we need to cry out to God and fall on our knees, whatever it is, to ask God to deliver us from all these hiccups and all of these, all of these addictions, all of the things that this world has presented before us and has enticed us to fall away from God, to fall away from our faith, to lower our standards. But praise God for granting us repentance. Praise God for bringing things to our remembrance. 
and bringing things before us so that we can repent, so that we can confess our faults, so we can get it right, so that God can turn those things around in our lives for the better, for the good of us. Because he is the one that told Jeremiah, for I know the plans that I think towards you. Does anybody know that scripture? He says, I know the plans that I think towards you. They are thoughts of good and not evil to give you what? To give you the end, not the end that you think you should have, the end that I have preordained from the foundation of the world. God purposed for Samson to come and be the judge over and to fight the Philistines, the enemies of God. That was Samson's purpose. We all have we all have many purposes, but then we have a main purpose. We've talked about that. We're here to glorify God. How do you glorify God? By loving him with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength. But by seeking him to find out what his will is. That's what Jesus did. Jesus said, I don't do nothing unless my father tell me to. That's, that's, that's the page Jesus was on. Now, Jesus knew he came to die. But it, before he got to Calvary's cross, he knew that there were different things that he needed to do, even when he went to the woman at Samaria. Remember the woman at Samaria at the beginning? I believe that's John chapter 3. The Bible says he must needs go through to Samaria. You know what that means? It was necessary. It was a part of the Father's plan for him to go to Samaria to meet the woman. And I love how Pastor Rhonda says she got her identity back when she got through with Jesus. She got her identity. And that's what some of us need to get our identity back. And God wants to give us our identity back, but we still, we're far from the truth. It's the truth that keeps you free. It's the truth that will make you free. It's the truth that you need so that you can see what it is God is calling you to do. Even if you don't know, you can go to the Father, your creator, our Father, and he will reveal what his will is. But we have to pray. We have to seek his face. We have to be sincere, more sincere than what we have. We are. And we, got to, we have to stop allowing these devices to pull us away from the one that we need the most. The device is sent to destroy you, not to, not to help you. And the, the sad part is we lack discipline. That's the part. Even some of us have trouble with our appetite. We over, I'm, I'm part of that. I love my sweets, and so God is dealing with me. Because we know if I keep eating sweet, guess what? I'm eventually going to have trouble with my teeth, especially at my age, right? And so I just, I just use that as an example. But what are you dealing with that God has been telling you to put it down, mm. to cut it off? So you don't have to tell me that. He knows. He, he needs you to start doing what you are required to do so that if you're not on the right path, you can so to help your children. We have to help our seed. Because we're losing. We're losing. We're losing. We don't have to lose, but we're losing them to the world. That's what I'm talking about. So back to verse 5. He says, For lo, you shall conceive and bear a son. No razor shall come on his head. For the child shall be a Nazarite unto who? To God, not to the world. He's going to be a Nazarite from the womb. And he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. 
This was God's plan from the beginning before the child was even conceived. And God has a plan for me. He has a plan for you, Sister Sheffield. He's got a plan for all of us. He's got a plan. And we're to seek him to find out what his plan is for our lives. Look, look at verse 6. So then the woman came and told her husband. She goes to her woman and says, a man of God. She knew it was a man of God, even though the Bible up above said it was an angel, but it was an angel that came in the form of a man. A man of God came up to me, and his countenance was like the countenance of an angel of God. She said, very terrible, very impressive. But I asked him not who he was, and he didn't even tell me his name because that wasn't the point. The point was God sent his angel to give instructions to the mother on how to teach this child or train and raise up the child. And God has given us his word as well. We can go and read in Timothy how the, Paul's testimony about Timothy was, you know how your mother and your grandmother, they served God and they taught you from a little child. That's an example right there too. That is our job as parents and grandparents. Once again, you may not have known, but that's okay. Here we are, 2020. It's not too late. But you have to ask God for wisdom on how and what to do. And sometimes it's just being quiet and praying and letting God do what he's going to do and work on your child's heart and your grandchildren's heart. Verse 7. But he said unto me, Behold, you shall conceive and bear a son. So she's telling her husband what the angel said. And now, this is the second time. And now drink no wine, no straw drink, strong drink. Neither eat any unclean thing, for the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb to the day of his what? Anybody see that? Verse 7. Uh-huh. It says to the day of his death. Can't we see his, his destiny was already determined this man was to be dedicated to God from day one whatever his birthday was until he died we are to serve God that's why it says from the rising of the sun to the going down of the sand what your name is to be praised if we go over to Deuteronomy 6 Moses told the children of Israel, he got it from God. He says, teach your children when they lie down in the bed. Tell them about what I've done. Tell them how I opened the Red Sea. Tell them how I made Pharaoh bow down and all the plagues that came up. He said, write upon the table of their hearts. He said, when you sit down at the dinner, you talk to them about my word. Talk to them about the Lord. Talk to them about his goodness. When they rise up, he said, when you take a walk with them in the park, tell them about the Lord. You know how you can do that? You can point out, show them the trees, show them the clouds, show them the, you know, how the leaves are falling from the trees. That's all because of God and his word. When we see the sun coming up in the morning, you can look out the window and just point out all these little things that God has done to show us that he is alive and he's real. This is our job. That job is more important than Take it. I'm going to tell you. I'm not saying don't do it, but my son, Samuel, I'll use him as an example. He's getting, now he's in 11th grade, he's getting the invitation. You can't go on a college tour, but the teacher is going to go for them and do a video and send it to everyone. So a lot of parents are sitting down with their seniors and junior, and they're 
trying to set up a college pathway. But what about your pathway to Christ? That's more important. Because they have to have a relationship with the father and the son before they leave the house. If they don't have a relationship before they go off to college, guess what? Everything the college presents to them because you're not there, guess what? Those are other devices that the enemy is going to try to use to destroy them. I'm going to go to verse 8. It says, then Manoah, this is Samson's dad. No, whose name was? There was a certain man. Yes, Samson's dad. He didn't give the name of his mother. But it says, then Manoah prayed and treated me. He prayed. I'm in verse 8. Then Manoah prayed unto the Lord and said, oh, my Lord, let the man of God, which you did sin, come again to us. And look what he says, verse 8. And teach us what we shall do unto the child that shall be born. There are a lot of babies that is going to be born because of COVID and just because God said to be fruitful and multiply. But when these babies come into this earth, we should be praying on how to teach them about the ways of the Lord more importantly than anything else. But you know what a lot of mothers do, and we do it in ignorance. We teach our little girls how to paint their nails, and I'm not saying there's something wrong with it. Or we take them get their hair done. You know, all these little things, we teach them how to be little ladies, but we leave out the God part. Mm. It's not just the sisters. The men will take their sons and teach them how to fish and, you know, teach them how to play ball and that. And like I said, nothing is wrong with those things. We have to have activities. It's good to get out. It's good to have family time. But don't leave out God. You cannot take God out of the equation and then expect them to know God when they are faced with different trials and tribulations in their life because they're coming. He says, verse 8, teach us what we shall do unto the child that shall be born. Look at it, verse 9. And God hearkened and listened to the voice of Manoah, and the angel of God came back to the woman as she sat in the field, but Manoah, her husband, was not with her. Verse 10. And the woman made haste. She ran and told her husband and said, Look, the man that appeared to me before, that came to me the other day, he's back. <laughs> she was excited. He's back. It's amazing on how God will. God will deal with one. If you're married, he'll deal with one spouse, but the other spouse can pray and ask God to show me too, and he will. He will. We're not to just grab a vision if you're married and then just run with it without sharing it with the spouse because the two of them now know that God has given instructions. There ain't going to be no division with this man and his wife regarding raising this child. Because he prayed and asked God, he prayed the right thing in the right way, and God came in and answered his prayer. Now, if you're single, that's a little different. You still could go to the Lord and ask for clarity. But he prayed, and God sent the man, which was an angel, back. And I'm in verse 11. Does someone want to read verse 11? So 
Manoah rose and followed his wife. When he came to the man, he said to him, Are you the man who spoke to this woman? And he said, I am. Amen. Please read. Thank you. Verse 12. Manoah said, Now let your words come to pass. What will be the boy's rule of life and his work? Hmm. And here Manoah is so humble, and I can imagine he's honored that God has answered his prayer and is sending the angel to give him instructions on how to teach and rear up the child. Mm. You see, we, we may have our favorite mu um we may have our favorite song that we used to listen to in the world before we came to Christ and you know, we'll get in the car and turn it on and beep bop or whatever and I, I, I myself, if I heard, hear a song, I'll say, Sam, that's the song that, that was used to play in the 70s when me and your dad met, you know, stuff like that. But we have to be careful. We have to be careful because this man, he was, he, like I said, he was humble and he was honored and he wanted to know how to raise the child to honor God. And so, like I said, in our ignorance, we are teaching our children various things. Now, if you teach them to cook, they need to learn how to cook. That's a good thing. We're teaching them to cut, uh, cut the grass around the house. That's, that's a good thing. Those are good things that actually help with life. But I'm just talking, there's things that we're teaching our children that's not benefiting them spiritually at all. We're teaching you these, these things because we don't know better. We don't know that we should put God first regarding what we're teaching them so that they will honor God, so that they will know the Lord, so that they would even just the Ten Commandments alone, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not lie, you should not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet thy neighbors, this and that. These are the things that we should teach them so they will know. He says, how shall we do, in verse 13, and the angel of the Lord said unto Manoah, of all that I said unto the woman, let her beware. That's what God is. His word is, the Bible says, it is to teach us, it's to caution us. That's why it says to train up a child in the ways that he should go, but it is to warn and caution. That's what Psalms and Proverbs, they're full of. If you do this, then this will happen. If you do this, then this won't happen. You know, that's what God's word teaches us, the right ways and the wrong ways on how not to go. And it also gives us instructions on if you do this, then this is going to be your end. You know, the scripture says there is a way that seems right unto a man, but man's way leads us to death. Man's way leads us to more pain and more sorrow and more anguish. Man's ways will split up your family. Man's ways will kill you. That's why we need God in everything we do. And he gave us that scripture. He says, in all your ways. No, first he said, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean to your own understanding. And I, I, the Bible doesn't say how old Manoah was. But he didn't, he wasn't like, okay, this is my son, and I'm going to teach him how to do this. You know that man thing. I'm, I'm, I'm so proud I got a son. I got a baby being born now. We've been waiting all these years, and I can't wait. And, you know, a lot of times the things that we didn't get to do when we were younger, then we try to get our children to go in that pathway, and God has already set a path for them. 
Any questions? Mm. All right, I'm going to go on. So the angel says, beware, caution. Proceed with caution. Remember, we're talking about be careful because the enemy has presented us with many devices, and he's going to try to use the device to alter or to stop or to interfere with you and your seed and your destiny. Verse 14, he says, She may not eat of anything that cometh of the vine, neither let her drink wine or strong drink, nor any unclean thing. All that I commanded her, let her observe. Verse 15, And Manoah said unto the angel of the Lord, I pray thee, let us detain thee until we shall have made ready a kid for thee. And so, he got this news, and he was happy. She got the news, and she was happy. And they did what God told them to do. But we know the story. Samson grew up. His gifts, his power, the power of God, the anointing that was upon him was in his hair. And we understand Samson even though he was raised and trained in the ways of the Lord, when he got too close to the world, here come this fine Delilah. She toyed with him. He gave her his heart. He forgot about his vow to God. He told her his secret. And we know what happened after that. I'm going to see if I can find this right quick because Samson got too close to the world. And our children, we're, we're, we're shocked and surprised about different things that our children are doing and the, the things that we're hearing, but they're so close to the world. That's why they're doing it. They have the TV that's teaching them and, and showing them how to do different things instead of us. They're spending more time with these gadgets instead of spending more family quality time with the parents who, who can teach them some things. We really, God was dealing with me about sitting down and spending more time talking, sharing examples, pointing out different things with my children and my grandchildren, planting little seeds in them, allowing them to be themselves and to ask questions. Let them play outside in your backyard if you can. Go out there with them. Don't send them out. That's another thing we're doing. We're sending them places when we should be escorting them places because that enemy as a roaring lion is out there. What is he doing? He's seeking whom he may what? Devour or destroy. The Bible says that Samson laid in Delilah's lap and he went to sleep and she cut his hair after he told her his secret. And the Bible says she woke him up and said, the Philistines be upon you, Samson. And the scripture says Samson got up as, at other times, and he thought he was going to fight them and beat them and get the victory. But the Bible says Samson knew not that the Lord had departed from him. That's a sad place to be, to think that the Lord is on your side, and he's not because we got too close to the world. 
We start doing things the way the world says to do them. We start looking like the world, acting like the world, dressing like the world, partying like the world, all the things that the world is doing. It's just the enemy enticing us to pull us away from the Lord. He loves us and he wants to be first in our lives. And so he's given us a beautiful opportunity to study his word and meditate on his word and listen to the spirit because the spirit will teach you. That spirit, it is. It's like the angels, the Holy Spirit that will come to you and talk to you and tell you certain things on how to carry yourself and how even to approach your children and how to lovingly, because we can teach them, but if we're not teaching them in love, then we're still falling short. And that's how God got us. He said, with love and kindness, what? Have I drawn thee? Love is the greatest gift. (laughs) Everything we do, we do it as unto the Lord, but we must do it in love. We need more love. And once we realize, Lord, I can't do it on my own, Lord, I need you to show me. He's at a different level. I can't go get a belt when I'm not happy with Samuel's what he's doing. I can't go get a belt and think that he's going to line up and get in order now. And sometimes we're going to the wrong place to try to get advice when the Lord is saying, I'm right here. Come Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. And what did he say? And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. He's talking about the word of God. My yoke is easy. My burden is a light. I recall reading in the book of Judges, if you all haven't read the story, it's a good story to read on how a man, God has called you, he's called me. But if we're not careful, if we're not satisfied, if we're not content with what God has put before us, then we will wander off and and, and put our heads in a Philistine's lap, Mm. not knowing that they mean no good for us, to us. She was sent by the enemy to destroy the anointing. Mm. I'm back on the devices. I'm going to keep saying that because God gave you I wrote it down. The enemy is using devices to try to alter, stop and interfere and change you, your seed, or our destiny. That's what he's doing. He's been doing that, but it's an old trick. Once again, we already went over. He, went, he, he got through to Adam through Eve. His tricks are the same. He's just using different mechanisms to try to get us off of the plan of God. That's why in Revelation, the Bible calls him that old serpent. He's still a devil, but he's an old devil. He will put in us to have us delight in not knowing that this has nothing to do with your soul, your salvation, where God is taking you, your plan, your purpose. These are just little things that we have, little hobbies that we have, but we're spending so much time with it, it's taking us from the more important things of God. Proverbs 20 and 21. 
someone read that, please? 20 and 21. An inheritance gained hastily at the beginning will not be blessed at the end. I'm sorry, I meant to say 20 and verse 1, Proverbs chapter 20, verse 1. Strong drink is a brawler, and whoever is led astray by it is not wise. Yes, and so that's just one thing. So there are devices in this world. How did yours read strong drink is what? What does it say? Strong drink is a brawler, uh-huh. and whoever is led astray by it is not wise. That's Hallelujah. True. I'm going to go to the second part because the enemy, he's using these devices in this world. And I haven't named, I just named a few. He's using these devices, you may call it a bad habit, to lead us astray, to lead us off the righteous pathway, to lead us away from the plan of God, to destroy us. And so it's not wise the different things that we that that we are allowing to come. It's 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 in our own ignorance, and that's why these the Lord just wants to bring it to our attention, bring it to the forefront, so that if we are in this area, then we need to pray and ask God to deliver us, to set us free. If you if you if you have someone that you can confide in, that, that you can pray, and it, and you you can even put forth an unspoken prayer request because God knows your heart. Sometimes it's not good to share certain things with certain ones depending on, but God has put pastors and people in our place, leaders and elders who we can go to for prayer in confidentiality to help us with these hangups and these hiccups that, that the enemy keeps bringing before us once again to destroy us. Yes. It doesn't matter what it is because God already sees. He already knows. We can't hide it anyway. He wants to set us free from it. He wants us delivered. He wants us to go forward in his name. He wants more, much more better for us and our seed. Some of us are letting these devices hinder us when God has such, so much more just on the other side that he's waiting on us to let go of these hang-ups and drop these different things that we are spending so much time with and come to him so he can get us to that place that he's already preordained from the foundation of the world for us to be. Amen. Any other questions? Any questions? Amen. You all keep me in your prayers. I'm just going to pray as we wrap it up. Father, we thank you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, for your love and your grace, God. Yes, God. Hallelujah, Lord God. Lord, you know each and every one of us, God. We are your children. Yes, yes, God. Lord, you know where we are. Lord, yes, God. You know, Lord God, our hearts. You know how much we love you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Lord, you know our walk of faith with you, God. Yeah, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Father, yes, God, you see and know all things, Lord God. There's nothing hidden from you, Lord God. Yes, God, but even as you told Jeremiah, 
Lord, you knew him from the womb. Hallelujah. You called us. You've called ministers and teachers and preachers, and you gave us gifts to prophesy, gifts of tongues and gifts of healing, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord God. You've given us wisdom of your word and the truth of your word. You've given us your Holy Spirit. You've given us your Son, Lord God, to take away our sins, God. You, he gave his blood on Calvary for us, Lord God. And you told us, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And, Lord, we pray for deliverance of these devices, all ungodly devices. We ask you, God, to set us free and put us back on the path of righteousness, Lord God. We don't want to conform to the world, Lord God. We want to be transformed. We want to be changed. We want to be converted. We want healing. We need understanding, Lord God. We just need you and your power, Lord God, and the power of your love, the power of the word, the power of your truth, Lord God, which is going to set us free. And this is what we're seeking on today, God, in the name of Lord. Jesus. is our prayer, Lord God. Please hear our prayer and help us. And then we come to you, Lord God. Come to you with everything, Lord God, because you know the thoughts and the plans that you have towards us. Thoughts of good and not of evil. For a wonderful, wonderful, blessed end, Lord God. Hallelujah. We just thank you, Lord God, and we praise your mighty name, God. There's none like you, Lord. Yes, God. Yes, nobody like you. We just love you, Lord God. We just want to please you and not ourselves and not men, God. May we walk by faith and not by the things that you we see, God. May we make up in our mind, not as I will, but thy will be done. And, Lord, we ask you to forgive us, God, from all the wrong that we've done. And, Lord, in our ignorance, the things that we've taught and are been, instead of being an example, Lord God, that he asked God, oh, God, that we just really wasn't mindful of some of the things that we've said, that there are people watching us, God. And my prayer is that, Lord, we are living witnesses of the truth, Lord God, that, Lord, as we are hearers of your word, that we are also doers of your word, Lord God, and that we are letting the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ shine in us, God that we realize we are separate from the world. We are different from the world, and the world should see Christ in us. And, Lord, your word says they'll know that we are Christians, Lord God, by the love. If they see the love of God in us, Lord God, they'll know that there's a difference, God. We don't have to wear a sign or a hat. It is what we do, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord God. I just pray, God, in the name of Jesus, that we are mindful of these things. Yes, God. Yes, God. Continue to have mercy on us. And thank you for your grace and for loving us, God. Thank you for revelation of your word. In Jesus' name we pray.